everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hey, Jill. How does it feel to be all Pfizered up? Feeling fine with my first <laughs> shot here. And I can't quite emphasize the P on the feeling and the fine here enough, but. <laughs> I was just going to ask, did you mean fine with a P? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was quite the dramatic experience um, in that I basically like had to use my like fakest nice voice of all time in order to <laughs> hoodwink a pharmacist to give me a shot because my booking didn't go through, but. Oh, that's such a bummer. I know. I, um, I also was on that little like queue to get appointments for uh, my brother and his girlfriend. Yeah. And I mean, it was basically like being in line for Taylor Swift, but without the entertainment factor. Well, and like normally for Taylor Swift, you can just watch her like music video 400 times in a row and you get priority, which like I didn't have that option in the queue. (laughs) Like why aren't they giving this to us? I know. I did have about the same level of breakdown I did normally do with getting Taylor when my page crashed after I like booked my time slot and it like didn't save. So um had a little two minute cry and then problem solved and, and then you hit the pharmacist. Button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah, this I used like my it's like it's like disgusting. I'm ashamed that I even have this in my repertoire to be that nice and fake to someone. <laughs> so yes i know exactly that voice like the fake the fake nice it's the same one i use when i'm like traveling and going through customs and i don't want like 100 like any questions yes like yes sir absolutely what can i tell like let me tell you all about my future vacation plans here How is how how are you doing? I'm glad to see that the uh, the rocket didn't land on you. Although, like the payout of that would have looked real good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I haven't kept up. All I know is I sent you that meme where it's like as if we couldn't think things could get worse. Like some rocket is supposed to land on Earth today, but they couldn't tell you where it was going to land. <laughs> so there was this girl on TikTok that was like pretty much my entire source of knowledge on this situation (laughs) as as one has but she was like you know sharing all of the risk factors and everything like that and there was like a one percent chance that it was going to land on a populated area and then like obviously like a very 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 tiny chance that that would actually like land on a house or a person or something like that but apparently like the Chinese government was going to pay out like billions of dollars had it landed on someone and caused injury or harm. So I was like looking out my window and I'm like, do I see it? Can I like run near it? Like I don't want death injury, but I want like some money injury. Something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it, okay. So it had to have not been that big of a piece. If like, the chances of it hitting even a house were like so, so small. I mean, I get the earth is like big, but it was a 10, it was the size of a 10 story building. 
Oh my gosh. On launch, but when it like re-enters the atmosphere, it obviously breaks up and burns up a lot of it kind of thing. So I don't actually know the size of the piece that landed, but it was in the Indian Ocean. So, um, okay. Unfortunately, no payout for us. Yeah. And like all of those ships have been cleared out from the, the Suez Canal blockage (laughs) and everything. So like maybe there are some pirates around. I don't know, but no one. No one's money is is quite, or no one's collecting the same amount of money that uh, that Melinda's collecting this week. Melinda, (laughs) man, honestly, that was a shock. Like I was not expecting that news that Bill Gates and and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. Just, I just don't know where like Melinda goes next, kind of thing. Like Jeff Bezos, (laughs) like that's the only other person that I could see you be like, yeah, okay, like. This is you're in my snack bracket. And like she doesn't really have kids of a school age, so she can't like meet a teacher a la Jeff Bezos' ex-wife <laughs> to marry. So the options are slim pickings. I think my favorite part of the divorce is that Okay, obviously there's like a lot of people that think getting the vaccine means like a microchip is being implanted in us, which I mean People are tracking us through our phones anyway. So like if a microchip was being implanted, like, come on, they have everything they need anyways. But all those memes where it was like Bill Gates, like searching, ooh, now I can see like all the single ladies through the microchip I've implanted in them. The part about people thinking there's a microchip in it, like kills me because like, there is a global chip shortage in the world. Like you cannot get like a microwave right now because there's no chips. So like they are not injecting them into us for free when they are at a premium. <laughs> but, but those memes are pretty good. It's like, I just want to like push on my like needle spot and be like, hello, Bill. There? Bill, <laughs> like, Bill, Bill, paging Bill. I, I'm sure we can get to some arrangement. <laughs> Maybe Bill and is going to end up ha- having to be on one of these like celebrity dating apps, like Raya or whatever <laughs> it's called, because uh, that seems to be in the news pretty pretty regularly this week. Here. Yeah, there was that one girl who posted again our source of truth, a TikTok, absolutely, <laughs> where she said that she matched with Ben Affleck on this dating app, and. She thought it was fake, so she, like, unmatched with him. Which, and like, then he, as you would, like, who would but, think that was fake? Okay, but here's the thing that, like, I could, I kind of don't see why she thinks it would fake, because that dating app is, like, specifically for, like, celebrities. Maybe she listened to our podcast last week, heard that Ben and Jen were maybe back <laughs> together, and she's like, obviously Ben's not going to be on this dating app. He's hooking up with JLo. <laughs> It's so accurate. Of course, why did I not think of that? Um, So she unmatches with him. He goes to the extents to find her on Instagram and send her a video DM being like, why did you unmatch with me? It was me. I'm real. And then the best part is KFC from Barstool has printed out a screenshot of his dating or of his video that he sent this girl and put it like in his office. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know. I feel kind of uncomfortable with that and with like Matthew Perry being exposed on there because like 
imagine someone printing out all of the things that you had said on a dating app and like sharing them for everyone to see or even just like a regular conversation like do you think our messages should be published for the world to see probably not definitely not (laughs) they really should not be shown to anybody (laughs) so like these celebrities are like joining these apps and like fair enough you know there's matthew perry's 50 plus matching with like a 20 year old yeah. is like but like i don't know i'm sorry what did that girl go on there looking for a 21 year old like i doubt it so no she's probably looking she's for some... looking for ben affleck obviously exactly. <laughs> exactly and so like obviously her restriction like her parameters that she's choosing from on the age side of things were extreme and <laughs> matthew perry that then you can't be all like like a jerk about it and expose that if he didn't do anything that was creepy like he didn't he wasn't inappropriate or any of and neither was ben affleck just like being on there and they i didn't think there was anything wrong with what they had said or the messages that they had sent so i don't know it's like it was funny that she unmessed on block or blocked him or whatever like unmatched with him because she didn't think it was real. Honestly, kudos to Ben Affleck for like finding her on Instagram and being like, "It was me." I don't know. I mean, I don't know that dating app at all. But maybe, do you think your Instagram is maybe attached to your profile? Because you, aren't you supposed to be like Probably. verified? Yeah, it? yeah. No. It's like quite extensive to get on. Like I've heard that people who have like been on. Even, like, The Bachelor can't even get on it. Like, if they're verified on Instagram, they, like, still can't get verified on this app. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, like, so, quite, quite intense. But. Yeah. I mean, really all it's going to do is, like, ruin our chances of matching with Ben Affleck in the future. Because, obviously, he's not going to stick around for this now. No. He's getting off that app immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so... We'll live to fight another day, I guess. We'll have to <laughs> lower our expectations. I mean, it does leave hope still for Ben and Jen. So True, true. It's not over yet. No. Um, that was, like, really all that happened in pop culture this week. Very, very boring. True. I spent most of the week um, really just following some of these sports storylines that I think we wanted to talk about today. Yes. Especially the like Rangers Capitals, like made for TV drama. I know. Like, so Tom Wilson, it all started with Tom Wilson. As it always does. <laughs> Never starts with anyone else. Like, no. <laughs> um, who is like notoriously a dirty player, like has been suspended multiple times. Like I, I'm sure probably fined multiple times. Hitting one of the rain or like not even hitting, like picking up one of the Rangers players and throwing him to the ice. One of their star players, like it was Panarin. Yeah, yeah. like not just anybody. Yeah. So it was. I mean, I've watched it a few times, and I'm on the fence on where I land on it. Like I think it looked worse because Panarin's helmet was off, and certainly yeah. there was a risk that his head could have like hit the ice. There could have been some injury there. Also, he's not known to be a fighter where Tom Wilson's like Yeah. Like, dirty as he is, if you throw him into a fight situation, he can he can stand his ground. Right. But it did have like a big risk of injury. It the optics didn't look great of it. And 
it created some drama when he <laughs> wasn't suspended or yeah, no. he wasn't suspended. He was fined $5,000. Yeah. Which is like the league maximum, whatever. Um, I think for me, like the biggest thing and why I stand that he should have been suspended is the guy didn't have a helmet on. Like, okay. He's not a fighter whatever, but it's just like, I feel like there's just like this known thing in the league where it's like, okay, the helmet comes off and. But why though? Like when you, when you and I are going to like engage in a fight on the ice, <laughs> I take my, my elbow pads off, my helmet off and we stand up and we get ready to box. Like, so why is that okay? Then if this situation he doesn't have a helmet on. I mean, it just seems different than if I'm going to body slam someone to the ice. <laughs> Where, like, there is an inevitable, like, when your body slammed, like, your head, the chances that it doesn't, like, whiplash back are, like, small. Well, it, I have to think that Wilson's intent wasn't to go in and do, like, a full body slam. I assume he <laughs> is th- thought there'd be some sort of, like, scrum, some punching. Yeah. Like and Panarin is, like, he's smaller. No, thank sure. you. <laughs> so, like, he ends up falling with Wilson's weight on him, and it yeah. looks like a body slam. But... To your point, he's this isn't a first time offense for Wilson, yeah. so intent doesn't really matter as much as impact. And then Panarin yeah. was injured, was ruled out for the remainder of the season, which was only season. like two or three games, kind of thing. Yeah, and then the Wait, I mean, would have been bigger had they ever been in the playoffs. But then the Rangers like come after. <laughs> George Peros. George Peros, I know. Princeton grad George Peros. I like to add that factor in. <laughs> like, the, who is the, like, disciplinarian of the NHL, like, the head of player safety. Yeah. And I think the only time we've seen, like, a team come after the player safety like this was when the Sharks, like, Rafi Torres, another notorious man, yep. got suspended, and they were, like talking about how he shouldn't have been suspended which like i don't know that that's the argument you want to take for rafi torres because he he was just as dirty but then also like turtled and would never fight his own battles afterwards (laughs) right but like you just let that one go okay you just not a battle you want to fight and they they were fined the sharks in that case a hundred thousand dollars which will play into this discussion yes later so the Rangers then end up getting fined a quarter mil, yeah. uh, which like, I don't know. I mean, it, the Rangers and the Leafs are probably like the only two teams who could make, take a stance like that. And like, this is probably lower on the disciplinary scale than like if some, if another team had said something like that. Yeah. Like, the timing of it was so bizarre because they came out, they made this huge statement and then like the next day fire their president and GM and like claim it's unrelated, but like yeah, they claimed it's unrelated, but like, it's definitely not. Well, and it's not like their season was over at that point either. So like, yeah, you know, there's been a couple, you know, conversations with coaches, Tortorella in Columbus, uh, Rick Tockett in Phoenix, who are like parting ways after the season goes. Yeah. And like that would have made sense if, if it was the season is, is finished and they were like, Kate, Davidson's out. I can't even remember who their GM was at the time kind of thing, but, um, right. 100%. But like the fact that you announce it the day after they release this like giant statement on your behalf, it's like, it's obviously because of that or heavily related to that. And now you're upset because like you have to pay the fine of the 250,000. 
So like Chris Drury comes in as like the new GM and has to answer all these questions around like, what are you, what are the Rangers going to do next season in terms of like beefing up their lineup so that they can stand up to the Wilsons? And, Cause like, so that the next game they have a line brawl, they have a hundred penalty minutes in the first period. The the penalty box is like a COVID hotspot. There's so many people in it. You were very concerned about it. Very, very, very concerned. concerned about the COVID. <laughs> but then like the person who has to fight Wilson is like, so out of his weight class because they don't have anyone else that can can do it so then like you got like george larock piping up on twitter where he's like sign me for a one-day contract i'll deal with wilson and then like like, (laughs) do you see that yeah yeah so good but it's then I, i think my favorite part of it is like when you watch the clip of the first well, like the line brawl that happened, like right at the start, there are these two D and I don't know who it is, but like they clearly either weren't in on the memo or like were in on the memo and then decided they didn't want to partake because everyone else goes for each other, including the other two D and they just like kind of skate around do do do, and somehow like find their way to each other, but don't fight. They just have like a casual conversation. (laughs) So I'm surprised, though, because, like, obviously they both started a lineup with the intent that there was going to be a line brawl. Yeah. Do you remember years and years ago when the Flames did that against yes. Nashville, I believe it was? And, like, I like I, I think mean, we've done it multiple times. <laughs> I think that was, like, Sutter era one when that happened. Yeah. And, like, he was fined. He was suspended. Yeah. Players were suspended. There was all sorts of fallout for, like, icing the lineup that was going to create a brawl. And that didn't happen. No. And like, and I know they'd already fined them $250,000, but I'm surprised that that fine wasn't like, there'll be more if you keep this up kind of thing. Right. There'll be more if you set a lineup to fight. But also maybe they looked at the Rangers lineup and was like, none of these guys are going to (laughs) fight. But like, kind of have to in that situation. they like the caps didn't even put Wilson on as the starting no. lineup. Like he was no. in the next bunch that comes on, and so it just like keeps the brawl gro- going. <laughs> Wilson gets injured. Like it's TJ Oshie's moment because his dad passed away, and he's just trying to have like the game of his life. Yeah, to like- his dad gets the hat trick. Who's it just- is kind of upsetting that that was like overshadowed. By the fact that, like, it's obviously this, like, record-setting game because they have all these penalty minutes in, like, the first period and all these people are injured, like, whatever else has happened. But he did. He came out. His dad passed away, I don't know, a week or two ago, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, he came out and played a phenomenal game and got a hat trick. It was his first game back, which was just, like, overshadowed by everything else that (laughs) happened in this little situation. Yeah. So it was just, it was just like a wild week where it just like, it just kept going. Like there was every day there was a new story that like, I didn't want it to end. I know. And like, obviously the Rangers are out of the playoffs. They're not, they're not moving forward. They don't care. Yeah. So like, our like hopes of seeing a Rangers caps playoff series. That would have been wild. Like, I don't think that, that they could have allowed that to happen. Like, I think of some of the years past, like, um, I'm remembering like a Philly Pittsburgh playoff matchup that was like every game had like a million goals and a million fights. And it was like 
my favorite series that I've series ever watched. Ever. It was so good. That was the one where the like, do you remember the guy that was like dressed like Hulk Hogan was behind the bench yes. and Scott Hartnell was like, cut his hand up by his ear and everything. Like, oh, that was such a fun series. <laughs> like, I just wish that, like, I do actually really love when these kind of things happen. Yeah. And it just creates like this extra... Like, I think people were like disappointed and and it came out like in some interviews after this like whole brawl happened they're like we never expected this to happen because we've had so many division rivals this year obviously um but like nothing has like boiled into this but yeah. also like nothing has happened really to like set it off as did with like Tom Wilson like I think I mean there obviously have been other things that have happened but nothing that big and then and then like it luck just happened that they both played each other the next game so you probably wouldn't have seen that had it been like a week or two down the line like maybe there'd be 20 penalty minutes or something (laughs) yeah there'd be like a couple fights and then that would be it but um yeah yeah I I don't know it's it's like the Rangers and the Caps like play each other this many times normally in a season anyways like so they're it's not it's probably not going to be forgotten about next year anyways no definitely not unless like tom wilson finds himself another another place to play yeah but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he's still on contract because they signed him to like a fairly fairly long sized deal yeah so yeah so yeah, it was it was fun to follow that, and like every day, I was like, "What's going on with the Rangers?" I know what's happening. <laughs> Tell my me. news feed. Let's go. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think the other uh, the playoff matches that are set are going to have quite the same amount of no of drama. They're so boring. Yeah, like Carolina and Nashville. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I like Carolina and I like their storm surge and, and yeah. I'm still sad that we sent them Dougie Hamilton and, and our return was not quite Dougie Hamilton level, but. Noah Hannafin. Um, yeah. And but then, it's just like not an exciting rivalry or maybe I don't know about the rivalry, but it doesn't scream like. Well, they wouldn't really have had one, right? Cause they played yeah. in different, in different conferences normally. Yeah. So, um, this is kind of one of those unique COVID. Yeah. Uh, once it happened, but the Florida matchup will be will be interesting. Playoff Sam Bennett coming through, see what he can do. Oh against... right, Sammy B. Yeah, Jill, Who... you're so excited. I know. Meeting my words. I told. Oh, I maybe. thought that he would have such a bad bad season going over there, and nothing would change. But he's he's playoff mode doing, early, so doing better than we are. So yeah. Yes, as we prepare for elimination night tonight. My dad was like, have you heard Sean Monaghan starting on the left wing tonight? And I was like, does this matter? We have like three games left. Well, yeah. Why they, are we testing things out? <laughs> like, it's well, late. It's they're letting late. Glenn Godden get a, get a look. So he's oh, a yeah. center. So you need to move someone around. Um, I guess. But I mean, it. I don't know that I necessarily would have picked Monaghan. Like I like him no. in the face-off circle and everything, but um, I mean, he's had a great season in the face-off. It's like one of yeah, the, it's like the only spot he's well. had a great season. So, so, let's not ruin that with three games left. Yeah. But I guess if you like, I don't know, maybe they're moving Lindholm to center. And yeah. then I don't know. I can't even remember if God in his center right wing or whatever, but um, maybe they'll just have Lindholm take some of, more of the, the face-offs and, are we finally going to see the chef in net? 
I hope so. Um, I mean, he's been like busy on Instagram (laughs) sharing recipes, so I hope he's been training, but. um, I I think like now is the time we just see what we have. I mean, at this point we have nothing to lose. So I don't believe we have anything secured for a backup goaltender for next season. So it would make sense to kind of get some sort of. Like, yeah, like see if this is like, do we want to keep, do we want to sign them again? What happens there? But, um, but we're technically not officially eliminated yet. So unless, uh, I guess, I mean, then if we're not technically eliminated, Sutter's going to ride Markstrom to the end. Yeah. But I don't even know if we'll play another game after this because we could (sighs) have one more scheduled and the rest are still TBDs. Um, and so Vancouver, I think is like seven points back and we're like eight points back of Montreal. And so like the odds of either one of us needing any of those games to get in are slim to none. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'll play them because especially since like the U S division. Yeah. Yeah. The playoffs. Anything else in the, the NHL that we would like to cover? I don't think so. Um, I think we got pretty much. Like I said, Pepper. the wild ride of the Caps and and Rangers was all where my attention was this week. We did have a news break early this morning. Um, not in a typical sp- sport that we cover. <laughs> but we did make reference to the Kentucky Derby last week. <laughs> so I feel like we should touch on this. Uh, the winning horse, which don't even remember its name has tested positive for some type of banned substance. And in, um, I guess, like, as part of the quote-unquote punishment, the trainer is now not even, like, allowed on site for the next race, which I don't know when it's coming up, but... Yeah, so the horse's name is Medina Spirit, um, and I only know that because at first I read it as like Moderna, and I was like, "Wow, they named it after the vaccine." And then I was like, "No, no, it's not the same." <laughs> but like, obviously, horses like can't accidentally inject themselves with no, something. Someone so it has did to it. be the trainer, so they won't let him on site in case, like, I don't know, he's walking around with like other, other horses, other horses, but. My Um, question is, okay, because obviously there's tons of people who bet on the Kentucky Derby. So, like, if I bet on this horse to win and now, like, is there is the horse's title stripped or do they get to keep the title? And, like, do these people who won money on betting on this horse get to keep it or, like, what happens? I don't really know how that would work. Um, I I guess it probably depends on, like, where you were betting and and all of that stuff. But I think what the concern is, is this trainer has had five horses test uh, positive for like a banned substance this year. Wait, so so why are they still letting this guy do stuff? Like, why wasn't this stopped before the Kentucky Derby? I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. But um, I mean, the, the trainer is saying that like he didn't do it. Um, there's a problem that didn't come from us. Um, yeah, just basically like denying any sort of wrongdoing and, and he feels wronged. Well, then who else could have done it? I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know how you. Like, is there a saboteur that's running around the, <laughs> the 
track, like stabbing horses. Well, that's what I'm not sure. Like, is I don't know. Obviously, the like biology of horses. So, <laughs> like, I don't know if they could inject and like test positive from food. Like, if there was like something in uh, the the food that was being given to them, which again, like the trainer is still responsible for providing and you know ensuring that they're they're seeing the right things but um just looking at the tsn article on it this this person this trainer's horses have failed at least 29 drug tests in his career okay so we need to get rid of this guy like (laughs) yeah like i think like his his benefit of the doubts kind of uh yeah kind of lost here um yeah this is not okay uh, once maybe twice fine 29 times i mean i get that's over a span of like 40 years but still you can't tell me you don't know like your job as the trainer is to know what can and cannot go into this horse's body yeah so they're saying if if the results are, are upheld, then this horse will be stripped of its title and then the runner-up will be declared the winner. Um, Ooh. And there's only been the last time, the only other horse that was disqualified after winning the Derby was in 1968. So, like, this isn't super oh my gosh. in terms of, like, these types of scandals. Wow. Yeah. So... Okay, very exciting. I know. I know. I've just. I mean, you know a lot. Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Just saving up for my knowledge in case I end up there at Churchill Downs one day, and you know, one day in our fancy hats. I don't want to be on the edge of the photo like they are. I want to be front and center. So and center. (laughs) Gotta know my. Gotta know my stuff. Hanging out with Miles Teller. Like Mm -hmm. honestly, that was the. That was like the. He was the unsung hero of that photo. Like, I love Miles Teller. I feel like the unsung hero would have been the person who, like, could have just, like, shifted the camera a little bit so that (laughs) maybe just not quite in it. Um, I mean, in other kind of, it's not related, obviously, to horses, but is related to injuries. (laughs) The NFL kind of came under a little bit of heat uh, this week on their their workout policy that the NFL Players Association agreed to, basically saying that if you get injured uh, during an off-site workout, like outside of the training facility, you can you may not be entitled to your salary for that season. Or however long you're out, I guess. Yeah. So, so the NFL is kind of interesting because, like, during the off season, players obviously have to train and work out <laughs> and you know get prepared for the season. And so there are these like informal workouts that are not mandatory, um, but typically players who are like maybe not your uh, your top top players your franchise tags like those kind of guys end up having to go to them because like that's kind of where they would make the name for themselves and get their spot kind of secured and so this past week um one of the broncos players is that right it was the broncos right 
Yeah, yeah, Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Um, tore his Achilles, which is a brutal injury. Yeah. Um, and like for sure would be out for a year. Yeah. And- I mean, LeBron James just came back from a high ankle sprain and is like, I'm never going to be the same. So I can't imagine tearing like your Achilles. I've seen three Achilles tears, three or four, um, from people that I've been playing sports with. And like, it oh is my, no. awful. The like, the yeah. sound, the scream afterwards, like, it is a brutal injury and takes a very long time to recover from. Um, even if you, even if you don't get surgery, yeah. it's like a super long process. So, so anyways, this player tore his Achilles. Um, and because he was, because he was working away from the team facility, the there is a clause written into the the CBA agreement that the team is not required to pay their salary if they are working out away from the facility. Yeah. So in this player's case, it's like ten million dollars or something like that, which obviously isn't nothing. And so the the, the difficulty with it is like. It sucks for that player for sure yeah. because he's like, you know, they can withhold the sideline. Um, yeah. Where if he got injured at at the facility, they would have had to pay it. Yeah. But the NFL Players Association agreed agreed to, to this. this this clause, which like, you know, so now there's players coming out and saying like, don't go to these workouts, um, like. You know, they're trying to like make sure that the other players are, are aware of them. Like I think Patrick Mahomes said um that he wasn't aware or that if if this happened outside of the injuries, like that it wouldn't be covered, things like that. So yeah. there's definitely some element of maybe not all players understanding yeah. the risks of this. And I think also like what is playing a factor in this is like the voluntary workouts that these some of these players like would typically go to the NFL PA association again is telling them like don't go to these because of COVID risk right so like you're telling them not to go to these workouts that they would typically go to where if they got injured they would be covered so what else are they obviously like they can't just get fat they have to like do some form of workout so they're going to these non quote unquote sanctioned workouts yep. and getting injured. And then what I find is really shady, like, okay, maybe if you're like a team and in all reality, $10 million is not a huge contract for the NFL. I mean, it is, but it's not for like, this player, for the position that he I mean, plays. For him it, it would is, be. but I'm yeah. saying for the team, like, yeah, like he's an Maybe offensive lineman, so yeah. he's probably not – he's probably a rare one who's making 10 mil. So maybe don't pay him the full $10 million, but the Denver Broncos have basically come out and they're the ones that released a statement being like, hey, there's this clause in the contract saying we don't have to pay this guy. So like, No, the NFL put that statement out. Okay, I thought, yeah. the Bronco, I thought the NFL put it out like on behalf of the Broncos. And I was like, that's shady. Like, I mean, they may have, but it was still the NFL that published yeah. the, the statement. So I'm like, at least give the Broncos a chance to maybe like figure out if they can pay this guy. Like, I know they're not required to, but... Yeah. I don't know what you do because it like it it sets a precedent, right? If you pay him yeah. and then other people get injured, like now now the the CBA terms have kind of been altered things like that. So you kind of have to take that line, but yeah. Um but the but NFL's yeah. just like airing the dirty laundry like everywhere. 
I know. It's just not a good look on the NFL. They've had no. like enough dramatics with like, you know, all of their different um stances on cultural issues and, yeah. and player yeah. problems and that kind of stuff. That like this was probably one that they could have just like handled in house and maybe just kept it quiet right. and right. But, yeah. And may or maybe let that player come out and be like, "Hey, I didn't know this was a thing. Like, I want to make people aware yeah. that." Versus, like, I don't know. I kind of look shady when you're talking on behalf of the team that you know <laughs> they're not going to get paid. But what, I mean, they were basically throwing the players' association like under the bus, saying, well, "You agreed to this." Yeah, and I think so. that's like. I mean, it's just interesting because obviously a couple weeks ago they announced that they were extending the season by a game and players didn't love that. So like, <laughs> it feels like the NFL kind of has the PA like do bending over right now kind of thing. Yeah. So like whatever they want, um, which, and I don't know when the, when their next like CBA is up for, for yeah, negotiation or anything, either. but um, I It'll hope be interesting. Yeah. I hope the players association takes a long look at who their, um, their reps, reps are, are in that conversation. <laughs> it's like I would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, luckily for us, Jill, it was a little bit of a slow news week um, because we had some other priorities. <laughs> yes, we were very busy um, as we like discovered the show that like, why didn't anyone tell us about to watch sooner? I'm offended that people didn't tell me about this until like two weeks ago. Right? Like this, we watched, we binged watched like the entire first season of The Circle. And like, it is the show that if you were to be like, what show would Jill most like to watch? Like, I would be upset if you didn't tell me this is, this was it. <laughs> so, so like, maybe we'll put a disclaimer, like spoiler alert. If you want to watch season one, we're going to spoil it here. Yeah. So don't call. listen past this point. But I, yeah, I had probably when you brought it up and you're like, I think we should watch this. I'm seeing a lot of memes. On it. <laughs> More TikToks. <laughs> then within like that week, two other people were like, do you watch this show? Like you should watch it. And I mean, we finished the entire first season like <laughs> in a week. Um, it is fantastic. I have to say like, I Google everything while I'm watching it before I watch it. Yeah. Like there is no, nothing that is not a surprise to me anymore. And I'm very proud of myself because I did not look up who won the first season of the mm -hmm. circle before. It, I almost before I looked it, it up when you had, when you had finished before me and I was like, no, I must stay strong. Like I must get through this. <laughs> so the premise of this show is like, it's, like, I think why I love it is because they're basically in quarantine. Like, they're living in an apartment by themselves with, like, they can't go outside. They can't see other people. Um, but they have this, like, group of them. And so I think there's, like, eight, eight maximum yeah. at a time. And they communicate through texts and chats, essentially, like, using Siri on your phone. Yeah. Um, oh, God, my phone just lit up when I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, so they would be, like, like, hey, Circle, send Maddie a message. And then they would be like, hi, Maddie, how's your day going? And like, basically, these are how they have the conversations. And then that's sprinkled with challenges throughout it. And then they have to decide, like, who they like the best, and they become influencers. So the twist is because no one can see you, you're like locked in your room, that you can basically pretend to be anybody you want. So like a lot of people take photos of their friends 
and like decide, oh, you know, maybe a female will be like someone that people want to get along with better or will like like better. So I'm going to pretend to be a female or like this one super creepy man decided to come in as this like ripped (laughs) young buff like muscular guy that could basically be a model he was so gross though it was like impossible to watch but he was like i can't remember what he worded it but he was basically like i'm aroused to be here and it was like oh this is disgusting (laughs) the best was when he okay so he catfished to be this guy and then there was this other girl well girl quote-unquote this guy who came into the game and like catfished as his girlfriend so he was acting to be his girlfriend and they were flirting and every part of my body was like make this stop like this is so gross make it end i hate every part of this the other we just started season two as well and the other catfish that's happening in that is lance bass's assistant so in sync member lance bass is the photo but it's secretly his assistant and like these people like don't know who Lance Bass is and I'm like oh my god like we are no longer the target audience in this age group but like I'm also very concerned that like Lance's assistant doesn't know Lance Bass because she put his age as 41 and then she put that he's been in the entertainment industry for 30 years but like InSync did not start when Lance was 11, okay? So I don't think that was a matter of she didn't know Lance as she didn't know math. <laughs> numbers, okay? So she's confused by num- basic numbers. Yes. Because she also, went, she also counted, she was like, okay, 1995 to 2005, which obviously is 10 years, and then 2005 to 2015, 10 years and then, like, so you would have just added six to that because we're in 2021. But she she was like, oh, no, it's 30 years. It's like, okay. Uh, I don't know how you got here. Like, he probably but... was, like, in school plays and, like, musical yeah. theater at 11. But I don't think that counts the entertainment industry. No. Because he um, wasn't in the Mickey Mouse Club. No. Like, some of the others. Like, he, I think, yeah, I don't know how he was found, but I don't think that he, you know, broke in at the ripe age of 11. <laughs> but yes, um, if you haven't watched it and we didn't spoil it for you, because we actually didn't say who the winner is. So no, we didn't spoil anything. You're good on that. So um would highly recommend a quick eight hour binge watch um, <laughs> or 12 hours, I guess. 12, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Maybe like eight because they're forty-five minute episodes. That's so, true. Yeah, okay, so like that's like that's like one day doable. Yeah, um, like next weekend, sit down. Come on. Yeah, and by then we'll have finished season two, and so we'll be able to like just really share our thoughts on this. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I just find to me the weirdest part is just the catfishing because yeah, I I don't know. I think, and I think they get caught up when like a girl catfishes to be a guy or a guy catfishes to be a girl and they still speak like in a way that a female would speak or like a guy would speak. And everyone's like, "Mm, this doesn't seem like what a female is. The one girl chat where they were talking about having their periods and the guy who was playing a girl was like, my left side really hurts. And they were like, uh. That seems dangerous. Never heard of this one before. Like, are you sure your appendix hasn't burst? (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yes, highly, highly recommend. It was yeah. a great show. And also if anyone has any other recommendations, I've heard that the circle has other iterations. Like there's a French circle France, which I think we'll have to watch. Next. But we can only watch it if it's in English. <laughs> well, it's on Netflix. So I'm hoping I, I did see yeah, it showed I up in my like, we have to things you should watch. I know it did like recommended for you kind of thing. So mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I think there was a French one. I want to say maybe like a Brazilian I think one. It's, and I think it started in the UK for some reason. Well, it's being filmed maybe we in don't the UK. Have, yeah. Maybe we don't have access to the UK one, but I, I thought that I read that that's where it started. Like all good reality. Yeah. TV well, I don't know though, because like that girl on season two, Chloe, Chloe who's from Too Hot to Handle is in this so wouldn't she have gone to the uk one i think it started and they did like a couple seasons and then it ended okay and then the u.s like picked up on it i guess okay well we'll have to tbd that can be on one of our things that we need to redact yes (laughs) don't worry we will find out for you (laughs) but yeah otherwise i feel like we should probably sign off here because i don't think there's much else to cover and i think we've still got a few episodes that we need to watch here so (laughs) I need to get back to, to finish season two. And like, you also have family commitments. I don't have those. But. Yes, we have to zoom Mother's Day here today. So, so fun. But so, so fun. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, let us know if there's any other shows as good as The Circle that we need to start binge watching here. Because yeah. um, we're going to run out of that real quick. But otherwise, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. Sounds good. See you, Jill. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.